Coming up, today's guest was held up at gunpoint for three hours, and he shares how that experience completely changed his mindset and set him forth towards entrepreneurship. You'll discover how he used Instagram to overcome self-doubt, specific apps to use when trying to grow your IG followers, and we got silly, how to take the perfect photo of your abs. All that and so much more. The most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. From Apple features to ASO to influencer marketing, you will learn all the tools and tactics to make it in the app space. Learn more at appmastersacademy.com. If you want to target the youngsters, then you have to be on Snapchat. And if you want to use Snapchat influencers to drive massive downloads for your app, then you have to check out fanbytes.com. What is up, App Nation? It is Steve P. Young, founder of appmasters.com, the place you come when you want action-packed content. And today we're talking about just business in general. So generally you come for the apps, but today I, t- I met this guy, I was on his podcast and I was like, dude, you got to come on mine and share your story. He's got some tremendous abs, a big following on Instagram. So we're going to learn about how do you grow that following on Instagram? It's something that I'm really fascinated by. And that's why I wanted to bring him on. So we're going to talk about that, how he was held up at gunpoint. I hear that story. So without further ado, let me introduce the guest. His name is Paul Lamb. He's the host of the Path Hunters podcast. Paul, welcome to the show. Oh my God, I love that intro. It was so good. What's going on, man? It's just an honor to be on your show. And thank you for just inviting me and I'm just happy to be here. I said, hey, if you ever want a hype man, you know, like a the right-hand man, I'm, I'm, I'm up for hire, man. I'm happy to come to the gym, take all your photos, be the hype man. <laughs> Yo! <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. My wedding day, I, you know, Steve, come over. You know, just like, <laughs> I love just it. Just announced it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so tell man. me what happened. How did you get held up at gunpoint, dude? Man, it, it was, it was, you know, you know, when like, when, when you go through life and then, and then a series of Murphy's law just happens to you events after events. And this was like the last final event that happened to me. And, and we can get into the other ones as well too, but it was just me after being laid off and living back with my parents again and, and 9am in the morning, you know, someone just rings the doorbell, right? My dad didn't think anything of it, opens the door, gets like punched in the face, Four dudes come in, rush this in, and I was asleep at the time. I was kind of like, they'll hear a lot of rustling noise. Comes back down, like I just come out, I, I go downstairs, I'm just like, whoa, my mom's being shoved around, and my, my dad, I couldn't even see where my dad was, and and usually at this very point in time, the human instincts kick in where you either run away, you stand still, and you freeze up, or you continue, you just jump right in instinctively. So I did the third one, I jumped right in, I blanked out, I didn't even realize what happened, got in between my mom and the thugs, all right, and and then. By the time I came to, there was a gun pointed to my face and realizing that, holy shit, like I'm probably going to die at this very point. 
it was from like 9 a.m. to to 12 o'clock, and and I remember just so vividly this happened. We were shoved over to the kitchen. We were laying on the floor. They're just rustling through around our house, looking for valuables, money, anything. They're just yelling at us, holding his machetes close to my neck, and and had had a gun to my neck as well, saying like, "Where the f is the money? Where I'm gonna blow your you know effing head off? Uh, we're crazy." And when this kind of extreme situation happens, Steve, it's like when your whole entire life gets evaluated at this very moment, you you you, you just wonder if you're going to make it through. Are you going to be on the news for a week? And life just moves on. And contemplating on life, and it was just it was just rough. It was it was the most longest few hours of my life, but the most impactful, I would say. What were you thinking about? Life in general, what did I do in this lifetime to amount to anything? It was nothing. I didn't do much by that time. I struggled and I thought to myself, I'm not going to make – I remember the specific date. I'm not going to make it March 29. This happened on March 28. All these kind of emotions that runs through you. You're just wondering if this gun is real, if this guy is actually like a really – is this really happening to you? Because like it's exactly like you imagine in the movies. And – it was nuts. Some something in me, deep down in me, concluded to the point where if I'm gonna make it through this, no one's gonna ever, ever, ever gonna put me in the same situation again. Cause this guy literally had my life in his hands. He could just blow my head off, move on, run away, get away with it. it it's just it's just it was so interesting to kind of get a big shift in life in this kind of perspective. And suddenly, best case scenario happens. They made us count to like 70 and and they booked it. They took a bunch of valuables. My mom and dad and myself walked away with their lives. The best case scenario in my opinion. Uh, dad walked away with some bruises and stuff, but that's not a big deal. you know. And, and, but during that time, I had huge, huge like traumatic you – know, I couldn't sleep. I kept thinking myself like it was like I was in danger all the time. I, I was night sweats and it was just always thinking I'm in danger all the time. And the, but the thing is like one thing that kept me going was just this idea of that. I'm going to, this promise I made to myself during that very final moment was that I'm going to be the best that I can be in life. I'm going to go after all the things I want and no, and just never letting someone control my life in this kind of extreme example again. So what did you do next then? I had to like, I had to really, really get past the traumatic part of it. I couldn't differentiate the past of, you know, and the present and, and doing mindful meditation was really key. So I spent six months with intense, um, mindful meditation. I, I was trying to figure out how to bring myself back to the point where I'm able to go and tackle life the way that I want it and fearlessly, right? Because you can't do that when you're sleeping, you know, you're not sleeping properly. Um, I did all that. It was hard. It was rough, and it was just made me realize that I was actually, in a, in an ironic way, I was very thankful for the situation because I was thankful for for these guys in a weird way because it made me realize a few lessons out of this was that material possessions you can always buy it again. You can. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter about everything. Nothing else matters. You know, you can always buy the cars, the house, the the bags, and whatever you want all over again, right? What's important is like the life that you you have with your parents, with with yourself, and this is this is it. You're given another chance, and I was grateful for the fact that 
I became more mindful of this, right? I became more mindful of myself, my own abilities, my um, just just evaluating other people and and teaching people this kind of concept whenever I tell the story because uh, it's so easy, Steve, to go into a dark place and stay there, yeah, right. But it's another thing when when you pull yourself out of it for the singular reason to 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 share this experience with other people and and to have them learn from it because I would never want anyone to experience that whatsoever, right? And and suddenly, you know, Tony Robbins is really famous for, for, for saying this, that when you come really close to death, life, suddenly things didn't really matter anymore. Things that used to matter doesn't matter. And then, and then suddenly all the important things, you see it more clearly, more than ever before. You're like a man on fire. And so that was the very start of my journey of health, wealth, fitness, and relationships and love, period. And it went from here on out. So did yeah. you go to Vietnam after that or was that be- before? I went afterwards. Yes. Okay. So went afterwards. It was part of it was part of the six months that that I couldn't. I was it was really rough, very traumatic. Mom and dad suggested that we go to Vietnam. I said, okay, why not? Experienced such 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 a humbling experience, right? When you see a third world country up front, you just can't. You just appreciate your current life here in North America. You can't. You just you just fight for so much more reason Mm -hmm. and. I remember specifically, I went to a temple, and and I had three hundred dollars on me, and I just really wanted to help these people. I helped like fifty people out, fed them for the day, and it really impacted me in such a weird. It's it's a great feeling, by the way. It's not a weird feeling, but it's just like it's very foreign for me at the time. Yeah. It just felt so good to help somebody. And but for me, that concept was like giving a a fish to somebody, right? I really wanted to teach them to fish more than ever. And so the it was more purpose. I had more drive coming back home to Canada more than ever. And this all added to to who I am today. It, it was just quite an experience, I tell you. Has did the relationship with your parents change after that? <laughs> yeah, big time. You know, I had I had a. Before my relationship, before before this whole entire event happened, my relationship with my parents is very uh, common, you know, among other Asians, where it's, you know, men, dad in the family is the man, you know, he he no, she doesn't show emotion. Mom is like, you know, you have to abide by her, or you're gonna get your ass beat. Or something. <laughs> I'm not sure if I was allowed to swear on here, but I'm That's sorry. <laughs> but 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 yeah, it, it's 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 so different now because I'm closer to my mom and we got to, we sat down we spoke and I became a different person during my own journey. So I, it made me want to develop a better relationship with them to clear out more space to go and do the things because I want to tell them my, my intentions and, and, and my purpose and my, my drive, whether they understood or not, but they, they, they gave me the huge okay to do this. And it was hard. It was hard. It was hard to have this kind of conversation, especially with my dad, right? My dad is this rough, um, you know, Vietnamese man where, where he, he, he really, really want, it's like, you, you know, you know, that's like the hierarchy and you have to show respect to a hardcore, um, you know, kind of way. And I really, really glad, I'm really glad that I had these converse, conversations with them because we're so much closer now. It's not perfect, but I, I want to build it even closer, even more. And again, time takes that. You know, I'm fascinated by death and I was talking to somebody, I was, at a podcast meetup, I was speaking at a podcast meetup last night and I told her I'm fascinated by death and she didn't know. She was talking about, she had a podcast about memoirs. So she interviews people and then becomes your personal memoir. I was like, I love that idea. 
And then I told her something else. And then she's like, wow, you really are fascinated by death. But I was like, yes, I am. I'm not kidding around. And so one thing I did was I was like, you know, what would happen if my dad passed away? And I never got to say the things that I said to him. And you know this, having an Asian dad, it's like, we just don't talk that way, right? Like, we don't say, I love you. We don't do, we're just like, yo, what's up? That's it. And right type of thing. And you know, we had to have this mutual respect. And so I wrote a card on his birthday. I think this was a couple of years ago, but he's not that old, but it wasn't like he's dying. But I was just like, look, this is everything that I would say if he was dead. I didn't say that to him, right? It wasn't in the card, <laughs> but it was like, hey, I just want you to know that I love you. And it means so much to me that what you have done, what you've sacrificed, my early memories are when you work in two jobs, I barely saw you, but I saw you waking up in the mornings and then leaving at nights too. And I really appreciate that hustle. And it's just everything I wanted to say to him, but I couldn't say it in person because just that's just weird, right? <laughs> so it, I, I wrote a card is. and I just gave it to him. I was like, I don't even yeah. know if he read it. He's, we've never mentioned it at all since the day. But it, it for me, it was just like, look, I can die, you can die, and you both, you know how I feel about you. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And that's that's something that I want to build even more with my parents, like legitimately having that deeper conversation, be like, old oh, man, we need to sit down and have a chat. <laughs> if it's just over beers or something like that. Yeah. And it's something that I have to do. I feel like I have to do and most people have to do in this lifetime before, you know, that that time that comes along. Right. I 100 percent agree. I'm like, I'm, you know, me and you're very similar where I'm fascinated with that kind of say what you got to say before before it's you know, too late. I always give my mom a hug and tell her that I love her. I tell my brother. Now, my brother got all antsy on me the other day because I told him I love him. Like, you know, we're brothers. Remember that. I got your Is back. The older. Yep. <laughs> Oh, they're younger. He's younger. He's younger. <laughs> and and he's just kind of like, okay, I'm gonna go away now. You know, it's just so it's so funny when they squirm. <laughs> dude, my son does that now. I, I give him I give him a kiss on the cheek and he's just like squirming already. I'm like, dude, you were you did not care when you're like six years old, but now when he's nine, he's just like squirming a little bit. It's funny. All oh, right, let's well, let's move on to more of the professional side of things. Let's talk about Instagram a little bit. You know, I know you we, when we talked about like you said. And I, let me know if you don't want me to say this, but you're like, hey, you know, when you're posting these pictures of yourself and your amazing abs, it was really hard for you to post that first picture because it's like yeah. self-doubt. What are people going to think? Blah, blah, blah. Like, how did you get over that self-doubt? And then let's talk about how you grow that following on Instagram too. Yeah, definitely. Um, for for the longest time, for the past you know year, I've been working a lot on my fitness because I believe in fitness uh, is is a part of everybody's life, one way or another, whether you believe this or not. Um, I really wanted to take to a whole other level in that. So I remember during I guess a few months ago, actually, I started posting more of my my fitness, my journey, my abs, and I only did it because I had a conversation with my my friend who's a personal trainer, and I said to him that, dude, I don't feel comfortable of posting my abs because it's so superficial and stuff, right? He's like, dude, you need to post it. He said, you need to post it, you know? And I'm like, why? And he says, if it inspires somebody out there in the world to do better with their life, you need to do it. I was like, oh, you're so right. I said, you know, and, 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 and you know, I, I, we spoke about this as well too, like taking pictures of your abs or your body is kind of awkward, right? It's like, <laughs> so, so, so I was like literally staying in the mirror and then in the change room while dudes are coming in and out of like the change room. And, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, trying to play cool. So, so after like hundreds of photos, I finally got the one I wanted and, and just needed to post it. And, and it, it happened exactly what, what we thought would happen. People are inspired. They're curious on how to get abs now. They're curious. They're asking me so many questions about their fitness. And and I love this part of it because um, 
like I said, if it's if it's if it's like impacting someone's life for the better, I'm all for it, hundred percent, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, love it. Well, so now you got thirteen over thirteen thousand followers on Instagram. I tell you, Paul, like all I really want on Instagram is enough followers just to say, "Hey, swipe up." I probably won't send them anywhere, <laughs> but I just want to be able to say it. So, like, talk to me about how you've been able to grow your following on Instagram. You know, don't look, pay attention to that. I was, I would say, because there's a whole bunch of accounts out there, man. And and I hope this helps everybody that's listening to this as well too. That don't fall, like don't pay attention to the followings because that'll stress you out like crazy. I remember I was so stressed out because somebody followed and then unfollowed, and then I was just like, oh, this just feels so bad. And and psychologically, it's meant to do that for you. It'll make you feel so bad. And then everybody, we're in a place where social media is prominent, more prominent than ever before. And and it either makes you really good, you're going to get the hit of dopamine, or you're just going to feel super depressed about it when someone unfollows. You're like, what just happened here? So blur that out. All right, blur that out. I, I actually don't pay attention to that whatsoever. And and focus on, on what you want to do with your Instagram. Focus on curating a compelling page and sharing your knowledge and sharing your quirks and stuff. Like uh, most people follow me on my stories and I'm always like posting about me eating donuts as I'm eating, as I'm working out and stuff like that. Not the same time, obviously, but, and I like, I love anime and I follow, I like, I do so many other things to like curate my whole entire life. So to show that my gosh, like I'm a regular person too. And all it takes is that regular person with a singular commitment to go and better their lives for the better. And I'm, that's the whole purpose of that. So yeah. So that's, that's my, that's my advice on anyone who wants to grow their following is to share them and be super transparent about your life and, and show them your values and what you care about. And you're definitely going to attract your tribe for sure. You know what the hardest thing for me has been, and this is why I love, I got to hang out with some of my older friends from high school. And I love that she has a big follow on Twitter and she's pretty well known. She's been on like all the top news channels. She's an advocate for the Palestinians. And what I love about her Instagram, I didn't tell her this, so maybe she'll never hear this. But <laughs> essentially, I was like, I love how you're so real on Instagram. And I'm like, yeah, because I always felt like you need a huge following. Like, why are you doing this if you only have like 200, 300 followers? And she's like, she, I said, I love your follow, I love your stories because you're just so real and you're you're just out there. And then she's like, yeah, you know what? You know, Twitter, I have Twitter, I have all these things, but Instagram is where I, it's private, but I get to share with my friends. Yeah. And I'm feeling. And I'm like, you know what? That's a way better mindset than thinking about like, do, do I have enough followers to be saying this crap? And that's that's the doubt that goes in my head. Do I have enough followers to be saying these like inspirational quotes or whatever it is that's on my mind? Yeah. You know that famous quote out there um, that's running around right now in the entrepreneur world? It's like, you know, if you have to stand for something or you stand for nothing Yeah, kind of deal, right? So so drawing the land, I've been focused on this more than ever before, drawing the line in the sand of the, your values, your principle, what you care about, being truly raw and what you dislike and what you like is, is super important because like I said, like it allows people to connect with you in a more personal way. And I've been trying to focus on this a lot more personally, my own Instagram. Um, and you'd be surprised of how many people would be like, oh, I love this quote. Thank you for this today. Today has been like something that I really needed. And and it's building that 1,000 like true fan base. You ever hear that article by yeah. um, Kevin Keller? Kevin Kelly? Something like that? Yeah, I yeah. think that's his name. Yeah, so it's all – I'm focused more on that instead of like the hitting 100,000 followers and, and all that sorts because realistically, every, you're not going to impact everybody. That's the key thing, right? Yeah, you have to realize that. And focusing on your people, your tribe is is something that I've been really passionate about more than ever and curating on that more on my Instagram and letting that show more because you need to be seen. What's next though? Okay, I'm personal. I figured it out. 
all right, Paul, I'm going to focus on family quotes that are in my head that I come up with and maybe some of the business side of things. All right. Now that I've got that down, what I'm going to share, how do I really get people to pay attention then? Yeah. So the key component now is uh, taking a look at hashtags. So in Instagram, all right, there's about, I think, 800 million users in the U.S. alone. That's a lot, right? Um, so the most majority of them are millennials. So millennials have short attention spans, okay? So it's true, it's true. And so they'll only look at, you have at best five seconds to look at your, their, you know, to, for them to look at your content. And so creating something that's compelling in this is, is super important. Um, taking a, adding videos, like I saw that when you added a video with those words and everything, mm -hmm. but fear that's key. Like that drew me in right away. I was like, Oh my gosh, Steve on, on point here, buddy. I love that. So that really drew me in hundred percent. So getting, getting, creating more content like that and then maximizing on the hashtags. So you're only allowed 30 hashtags and finding ones that are top in your industry and in your niche is super important. You can find that at a website called all dash hashtag.com. All dash hashtag. Do you have to go to that site or do you just do yeah. that on your phone? All you can do it on your phone too. You can do it on your phone too. Hash. Are there any favorite apps that you have? Vaunt. Vaunt. So Vaunt is, Vaunt is the one where you add on words to your video. And then Easel. Vaunt. Easel's like. What? How do you spell yeah. Vaunt? V-O-N-T. V-O-N-T. Dot yeah. com? I think dot com. Let's you can find it on the app store. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. So that's how you add text on videos. Text, yeah, to your videos, yeah. Oh, interesting. Oh, that's cool. I've been doing it free. all on ScreenFlow. Do they add the little captions at all? Yeah, yeah. They automatically add the captions? You just put your video yeah. in there? Yeah, yeah. So you no, 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 you don't. You have to add your own and then create your own captions and everything like that. But oh, okay. yeah, it's fairly easy and simple and free. It's, oh, interesting. It's awesome. That's really cool. Hey, you know what I did was Spearman. You know how Spearman does? Yes, the, yes. So they do the transcriptions, right? Yeah. So I yeah. literally put the video on Spearman and then I put the audio so they get the transcriptions and I just lined it up. And that's how I did that one video. Yeah. Yeah. So that's perfect too. So yeah, so that Spearman's the best place for that too. I use that as well. Um, man, it, it's, it's not perfect, but again, right. like never, nothing's ever really perfect, but it's good. That's a great place to do, uh, to create your content as well too. The only issue is just time. So committing, committing like certain of time in, in a month. So I usually commit about three hours in a month to go and create, sit down and create content. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So you're just That's like creating for like the next month or so. Is that what yeah, you're doing? So create, yeah. Creating quotes, uh, getting photos of like my abs and like fitness videos. And stuff. That's like two hours, right? The abs. That's two hours. <laughs> You'd be surprised. It's harder than it looks. I don't know how some girls do it. With their... <laughs> I told Paul this. Okay, let's be completely transparent. I said, hey, I, I'm proud of the abs that I have now. And I've been trying to get a picture like your abs. You know, I could probably get a four on a good day, four packs. And I can't do it. Like it just never shows up right. And so we were talking about this before we hit record. So, so the trick is I'll give you a step-by-step process in this if you're if you're curious so i work on my abs doing like sit-ups and crunches before before i finish up for the day and i take off the shirt and then i just go where it's like the wherever the lighting is on top of you kind of but almost kind of facing in front of you okay. you take that you take that hardcore picture with your camera first not on instagram first okay on your camera first and then you crop and you zoom in and then that's it that'll be your content right there <laughs> <laughs> how did you learn this <laughs> that's crazy 
it's just trial and error, man. It's just, it's just crazy because like I thought like the 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 quality um the quality on Instagram when you're never taking photos sucks. Like don't use it for yes. that. Even on iOS, it sucks. Like. Yeah. Make the content on your phone first, because uh, your phone most likely have the best, um, you know, resolutions and everything, right? And so that you won't, it won't compromise that 100%. So, do it on your phone first, and then upload it afterwards. Do you have any other th- resources that you want to send us to? So I've got all hashtags. So it's all dash hashtag dot com. Vaughn yeah. is the app. Any other things you want to mention about the Instagram stuff? Yeah, so there is another one where you can create quotes on your photos called Easel. E A S A L. Let me hold on. Let me look it up. E A S A L. Easel. Easel. S E L. Here we go. I got it. Okay. So that that those two apps are the ones that you should download right away. Uh, they're free, and and so one creates text on your video, and the other one creates. Um, quotes and everything you can add you can take your own personal photo make it black and white and add in nice calligraphy or anything on that app as well too and then you upload it right away so that those two things you got to have 100 i love it i love word swag that's what i use for all my little quote stuff i love the little fatty font i think that's what it's called yes. and i just throw <laughs> a couple of different quotes up here i'm looking at my wall because i got some of the quotes i printed out from instagram too so i love that dude that's really good and you got a course coming up which i'm a part of I yes. can't wait to be a part of this. So it's about Instagram follow Instagram. What was it? How would you call so, it? So, so become become an Instagram badass. So, I love that. So so it's basically taking even if you have zero to little knowledge on Instagram, it's my job to take you to like understand the foundation, how to tie it with your business, uh, when to post, and and be consistent about it, and creating content, making a, a solid workflow around it, yeah. is it's super important. And then focusing on like I said, your one thousand true fans, your tribe is super important, and it's less stressful than. Oh my gosh! Like f- this person unfollowed me, and I can't believe it. And so, don't focus on the followers. They'll come once they once you see a nice curated once they see a nice curated content page. You're you're good, and just be completely transparent for yourself. So, Paul, when's how long have you been on your own now? Like fully with the Pathfinder, Path Hunters, and everything else. Two two years. Two years. Two years. What what yeah. have you what have you learned in these two years? Cause I felt like the first year for me was like the roughest year. Like I had no idea what I was doing. How am I going to make money? Blah, blah, blah. And then second year, probably around the 16 month framework time mark. Yeah. I was like, okay, I got it. You know, and that's when I figured it out. And so the end of the lap, the sixth, second year was like, boom, things were just clicking. And I doubled the income from 14 to 15, from 15 to 14. And yeah. so what's been your journey like these past couple of years? You know, there's two things. There's two less, two major lessons that I've learned that is that, all these entrepreneurs in the world that you study from and everything, it's super undersold about the journey. It's super hard. Like it's not easy, right? And the other flip side, the, the second one is that always believe in yourself. I think the moment I realized I spent most of 2016 of trying to mimic everybody. I wanted to be a Lewis House. I wanted to be, um, you know, Tony Robbins. I wanted to be motivational and I'm learning from them and stuff. And I didn't. I realized near the end of 2017, it was just holy crap. I'm not these guys. I'm Paul Am. I'm gonna be Paul Am, born in Toronto, and and and, and a Canadian Vietnamese guy. And just what is my what is my you know content here? What who what encapsulates Paul Am? So that's so once you realize that you you have to be stepping into your own you know zone of genius, that's when things really take off for you, in my opinion. And I'm just starting that. I, I spent most of like last year just trying to like I said, learning different things from different people. There's nothing wrong with that. 
but turn it into your own as well too. You can learn from Tony Robbins, but what is the version of Paul and what is the per- like version of Steve? It's like that way it's better. That way it attracts your tribe of people. I care a lot about that more than ever before. How long did it take you? And then was there a moment where you're like, okay, I'm going to stop. I'm going to, I'm going to be Paul Lamb. <laughs> the moment I started thinking like, oh, I need a click funnels or I needed this. I needed this to be <laughs> this and this. I was like, you know what? This is way too much stuff. Like I could have done this a lot easier way. And Instagram, actually Instagram helps me a lot in this, right? Um, people started messaging me more because I started being myself more eating donuts and, and showing like, you know, my favorite song is about BTS. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Dude, that's what we were dancing to. <laughs> I, know. I had a little boomerang of my family doing the, what's that called? Where you're kind of doing Mic drop. Well, oh, they were doing this thing. It's that dance. My son is always doing it. It's called a twisty or something. You know where they're doing the arms thing? Anyways, <laughs> yeah. my whole family was doing that. And it was basically like, I, like a minute earlier, I saw Paul share this, <laughs> this BTS song. I was like downloading it. And then we just started playing it and they were dancing to it. It's really funny. <laughs> man but i love that because like that's so fun i saw that too afterwards and yeah. i loved it i'm like yes because like honestly if i had if i had a family if i had a son and a daughter i would like milk the crap out of this because like they're so cute and they're just like i'd be like yo this i'm a family man on instagram i'm a family man and check this out my kids <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome man i love that the what is your genius zone so what have you figured out like what's coming up next for paul What's coming up next is that, you know, I, I'm very passionate about helping out kids. Like I've been very passionate about um, giving kids in third world countries a chance, right? And I've been very – because all through my life, you know, I even saw in Vietnam as well too. It, it's that that is the key component. It's developing the right mindsets, developing the nice – the right education for kids to give them a fighting chance, right? Mm-hmm. Because once they're educated, they can help out their families. They can help out their community. They can help out their – eventually their whole entire country at the same time, right? So why not teach someone to fish now? It's more than ever before. And I have to literally live that by by focusing a lot on my my fitness, my drive, and my my goals in life, which is building a business or surrounding that, right? So sur- surrounding the help that comes along with with growing the money. Because like I hate it when people say, man, I, this pissed me off so much, that the money is the root of all evil. It's not. It's, you're only focusing on the root of all evil here. Like why not focus on the good things, on the, the people that you know, use money for? It's like mm-hmm. – it really amplifies people's, you know, who they, who they deeply are, right? So I firmly believe that. I love that, man. I love that. I think a part of me wants to adopt. My wife doesn't want to. But I'm like, I want to. I feel so blessed to be given the life that I have. And it's yeah. all by random chance. Like, I didn't pick it. I didn't do this to myself. It's all random chance. And for me, I feel very blessed by that. And so if I can give that to a another kid and give him or her the opportunity, that that means a lot more than just, you know, all the financial rewards. Exactly. Did you know, Steve, like if you, if in some countries and parts of Asia, if you knew English, you get a 36% better chance of getting a better job mm. than, than people who don't know English. Like what, why, what, let's make education free then. Let's have volunteers from different countries like Canada and the U.S. go over there, just having an experience of that country mm-hmm. and build a facility for that man. Makes and so much cheaper sense. too. Yeah. Yeah. Love it, man. Let's do it together. Yeah. Oh man. Oh yes. We're down. <laughs> Going to Burma, <laughs> Vietnam. I'm coming. Yes. <laughs> Paul, if people do want to follow you about the Instagram course, is there anywhere you want to point them to or just pathhunters.com is the best place? Yeah. Pathhunters.com or you can just email me paul at pathhunters.com. Great. So yeah. Well, Paul, this has been absolutely amazing, but let's go to the big finish. I know you mentioned two apps already, but is there another app that you want us to check out as well? 
Yeah. So Scribd right now has been like my favorite app. And it's on like the first thing. It's, you know how Audible is only the one single credit for one book? Yeah. Scribd is unlimited and it's cheaper. What? I know. Okay. I know. <laughs> that just blows Steve away. <laughs> so script. I, I, let me let me pull out this. I have. Oh my goodness, that's insane, dude. Wait, how much do you pay for unlimited? Because you know, there's a, there's another app called Libby that ties into your library, and then you can get unlimited. But they don't have all the titles, but they have a select few. So I've been going through a shitload of books yeah. because of Libby too. But I am all over script now. Yeah, that is blowing like, my mind. So, 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 use my link. I'll give you my link okay. because, like, you get two months trial for free, and then I okay. get a month. Nice. And then, so it's better than thirty days that that's offered through the website. And like, they just had like start with why crashing on Gary Vee. Like, I'm literally pulling it up right now. So, Scripps like been awesome because like I consume con- you and I are the same where we consume content like there's no tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> like, Dude, can I just rant so, a little so, bit like of people who say yeah. <clears throat> audiobooks is not really reading, and I'm like, dude, have you ever done an audiobook? No, I'm like, I consume so much. I was telling my wife, oh, I just read the book. I am Malala. It's like really good. She's like, oh yeah. Well, sorry, wifey. But she's like, oh, I started that. I just never finished it. I'm like, yo, I just finished it. I can tell you exactly what happened, right? Like it's <laughs> just because I'm listening to it while I'm working out or I'm cooking or whatever it is. I'm constantly listening to books. And it's just like, just because I'm not like physically reading it, dude, I'm consuming this content at 2.5 speed. They always yeah. oh, screw you. <laughs> <laughs> high five to 2.5 speed that's so fast that's awesome though dude i started at two and then i went 2.5 i started with a like a biography where i was like okay well i don't need to capture every little thing and so and then i just got used to it so you get used to it with something where maybe like try a biography where it's like okay you just okay. want to hear the life story okay. and then you get used to it and then i can do I love that pretty much anything. no i feel i feel the exact same way whenever someone tells me like that was not reading i'm like that's bullshit because like yeah. or sorry Oh, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) but like, but like, it's like, it's like, I suck at reading. Let's be honest. Like, I'm not much of like a reader and stuff like I tried, right. I'm not, I'm not a bad reader, but I consume content twice as much as twice as fast because I'm an auditory learner. And I know that, right. right? This is your zone of genius. Once you know that you're man, screw everybody. Well, we can outread everybody then. What's your link? You want to provide it? Is it a fan? Is it an easy link or is it just like scribd.com slash path hunters? So I gotta give you the I gotta send the link later because like it's a bunch of like a bunch of random numbers and letters oh, okay. and stuff like that. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> listeners, you should get credit. Paul should get credit for all the listeners who download Scrib. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So, so I'll send I'll send it to you because like I said, it's it's yeah. it's a wonderful alternative than Audible, and like they're always updating their their content. Like I finished off Ray Dalio not that long ago. Oh my gosh, amazing book. Yeah. <laughs> Paul, what's the one takeaway that you want the audience to leave with? Always step into your zone of genius and believe in yourself. The more that you are seen, the more that you know your people can attract to you and go and follow you. And this is where where you find your tribe. So, be yourself. That's it. That's what I'm trying to say. Be yourself. <laughs> I love it, man. You guys got to check out the web, the podcast, the blog, everything else. It is pathhunters.com. Follow Paul on Instagram at Path Hunters. Really easy. Everything is freaking Path Hunters. The guy is amazing. I'm so glad that we got connected by our mutual friend, Keith Armstrong. That's probably how you would say it. <laughs> That's <obviously. laughs> it's so true. <laughs> thank you, Heath. Paul, thank you so much for coming on and doing this, man. Thank you, man. It's an honor to be here with you and nothing but you know love for you, man. I You're love same, that. Same back, man. Thank you all for listening, and I'll see you at the next chat. Thanks for listening to the App Masters Podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.